Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a multi-state family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is, when is an annulment possible? And this topic today is based on an article on our blog, wichitadivorceblog.com, dated November 5th, 2023. And the title of that article is, When is a Marriage Invalid in Kansas? So as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to Wichita Divorce Blog and and read this article on the same topic as a follow-up to the episode today if you want more information. But let's go ahead and jump in. Um, Most individuals understand what a divorce is and how that works and how that ultimately dissolves a marriage between two individuals. But but some individuals don't want a divorce. What they want is an annulment. And they might want an annulment for various different reasons. Oftentimes, it could be for religious or social reasons. Uh, it allows them to get married uh, back in uh, their church or synagogue or you name it because the marriage was annulled versus being divorced. Uh, others just want it uh, really just for the stigma of being able to say the marriage was an old versus being divorced. And so the question that comes into play is when can a court annul a marriage versus simply dissolving the marriage? Like when is that possible and when is that an option for an individual who's seeking it? And obviously, I would just preface this by saying the laws vary in every state. So it's vital for anybody who's interested in this topic to speak to a lawyer who's licensed and competent to practice law in their jurisdiction. But ultimately, the question at hand comes down to the statutes in a particular state, and then you've got to look at the facts of the case and say, do the facts uh, fit the statutory requirements in order to annul a marriage or to have a marriage be deemed void or or it could be voidable, if you will. Okay, so you've got to look at the statutes that come into play. And obviously the article um, that we're summarizing today for this podcast is based on Kansas law. So it's, it's vital to, to look at the laws in your jurisdiction. Uh, typically, the laws can be very similar, but there can be different nuances and different quirks in different states. All right, but let's go ahead and, and get into the substance of it. Um, most laws uh, in states allow a marriage to be deemed void or voidable, okay? Uh, and there's sort of a difference there uh, in a general sense. Obviously, if it was a void marriage, it means it was never valid to begin with. On the flip end, if it's a voidable marriage, that means, in essence, it was valid out of the gates, but it's been voided. So it's just sort of after the fact, it's it's deemed voidable. Again, in some ways, I think to a lot of listeners, this may seem like splitting hairs, but these nuances can make a different difference um, in a particular circumstance. But look, courts can oftentimes grant an annulment if the marriage was entered into either one by a mistake of fact you know, and that kind of begs the question of what that means. Uh, but, but in essence, the parties entered into the, the marriage mistakenly. Uh, maybe they lacked an understanding or knowledge of the specific facts or for any other reasonable cause, which can be uh, quite uh, broad, uh, if you will. Uh, but these statutes, you know, in states, again, can have different nuances and different quirks. 
in terms of what is a void marriage, which means the marriage was never legally valid. Well, uh, typically, uh, if, if bigamy was involved, then the marriage was never legally valid. So in other words, if an ind individual was married to somebody else, then they walk down the aisle and get married to a different person, uh, that marriage would, would be deemed void. You can't be married to two people at the same time. So it's a void marriage. Uh, if it was an incestuous marriage, uh, that could be another basis for the marriage being deemed void. And, and again, you know, we get into relation and blood relation and how close, but typically what we're talking about, if, if somebody's first cousin or closer relation, they can't get married. So even if they walk down the aisle and attempt it, it's not a valid marriage. It's a void marriage, uh, if you will. Okay. So these are the void marriages, the marriages that were just never legal out of the gates. And so then what we're going to do is distinguish, well, what's a voidable marriage then? Um, so it's not void, but it's voidable. And again, when we're talking about um, voidable marriages, we're talking about marriages that are entered based on fraud, a mistake of fact, uh, a lack of understanding or other justifiable means in a general sense. So let's get into some of the possibilities here. Uh, so a marriage could be annulled for reasons such as one or both spouse uh, spouses were not old enough, so they were 16 or 17 years of age, and they did not get the consent that they needed from their guardian in order to get married, right? So just too young, too young to be married, and they didn't have the consent of the guardian. Um, if one of the spouses didn't have the legal or mental capacity to consent to the marriage at the time it was created, then theory it could be voidable. Uh, and again, you can get into the nuances and the facts there. But in essence, somebody who doesn't have the mental capacity con to consent, um, uh, it could be a basis for the marriage being deemed voidable. Um, this is the most common one that I've seen. This next one I'm going to give you all. Uh, this is the one that most people, from my experience in the past, have cited. So look, one spouse used fraud, deception, or misrepresentation of si significant facts to get the other spouse to enter into the marriage. So you could really you know, go into the weeds on this and different facts could call for different circumstances. But I'll just give you, you know, some things that, that can come up um, uh, that are possibilities, I think, that are very common in the family courts uh, in terms of being reasons people cite for an annulment. Okay, so let's say somebody knew that they couldn't have kids, that they were just not able to have kids. And let's say they didn't disclose that to the person prior to the marriage. And let's say the other spouse really wants to have kids. I mean, in theory, that could be, right, that could be a fraud, that could be a deception, that could be a situation where one could argue, well, that should have been disclosed to me, and I didn't know that, and if I had known that, I wouldn't have gotten married to this person. So that could be a basis. Um, it could be that somebody had a sexually transmitted disease, and we're talking like a sexually transmitted disease that obviously, you know, not easily curable, and let's say they didn't disclose that to the other party, uh, prior to the marriage. And then, you know, the other individual alleges, look, I wouldn't have gotten married to this person had I known that was the case. Uh, it could be a situation in terms of sexual orientation. Let's say somebody, somebody's sexual orientation wasn't disclosed to the party that they were married. 
to, and the other spouse then complains and says, look, I, I wouldn't have uh, married this individual had I known that their sexual orientation was X, Y, or Z, so I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. Um, and you could get into a litany of other you know, frauds or deceptions as well, but ultimately, I think what we're talking about in a general sense is what's supposed to happen is when two people get married, you know, they're supposed to be open and honest with each other. They're supposed to divulge facts and details and obviously the good things and the bad things about them. And then when you get into material issues about the ability to have kids, sexually transmitted diseases, sexual orientation, stuff like that, a lot of individuals would argue that that should have been divulged prior to the marriage. And if there's some surprise after the marriage that I didn't know about, uh, then, then maybe I want to get an annulment. And it could be a situation where maybe somebody just wasn't honest. You know, they said they could have kids, but they, but they couldn't, and they knew it. You know, and that's so they were deceptive. They were dishonest. So this, to me, by far, is, is the, the, sort of the biggest basis for individuals wanting to get an annulment. Uh, and there could be other reasons as well. You could take religion into it. You know, let's say religion is very important to one spouse and the other party indicated that they had the same religious views, but then after the marriage, it was a situation where they were not honest about it. You know, they didn't divulge and they kept to themselves their true feelings and it was deceptive and it coerced the other person or induced the other person is probably a better term uh, to use, induce them into getting married. And, and then the one spouse argues, I wouldn't have got married had I known. Okay, so again, this to me is the, the far most common reason uh, individuals seek annulments uh, is under this concept of fraud or deception. And again, you get very into the weeds on the facts then in terms of was it a fraud? Was it a deception? Did they tell the person? Did they not tell the other person? Does the other person just not remember? Is the other person saying they didn't tell them because they want the marriage annulled versus divorced and they're not being honest about that? Again, these are fact-based questions that get very much into the weeds and judges ultimately have to decide this issue if the annulment can't be uh, presented to the court by consent. In a lot of cases, the other party, you know, might just consent to the annulment. Uh, it might not matter to them much whether it's a divorce or an annulment, so they just consent uh, to it. And oftentimes, if both parties consent to it, a judge will just sign off on it. But again, in a technical sense, the legal requirements have to be met. All right, it could be a situation where once spouses, they were coerced or forced into the marriage. So, you know, figuratively, a party is pushed onto the altar, figuratively, right? Uh, no choice. Uh, weapons pointed at them. They didn't want to get married. Again, not very common, but it's a possibility. Uh, but look, for, for avoidable marriage based on fraud or misrepresentation, uh, in a general sense, the hidden information must be significant for an annulment to be granted. Uh, for marriages based on fraud or mistake of fact, uh, if the reason for the annulment was discovered and, and the spouse continued to live together as a married couple after the fact, then they can waive uh, really the ability to get an annulment. So if after the marriage, then the fact becomes known to them that their spouse can't have kids, and let's say they carry on in the marriage for years after the fact, then they sort of waive uh, their ability to get an old, uh, theoretically in a legal sense, if you will. If on the other hand, they act quickly, uh, to get an annulment, then then they probably have a better chance, okay? In terms of the legal implications of an annulment versus a divorce, again, the thing to keep in mind is if a marriage is annulled, it means it never existed, uh, whereas with a divorce, the marriage existed, it was just dissolved. So you get into that difference there. 
and 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 theoretically you can get into differences in terms of property division and support and these kinds of issues theoretically in some circumstances if the marriage is an old versus divorce but again this is very in the weeds and it's important for anybody who's interested in getting an enoma to speak to a lawyer who's licensed and competent to practice law in their jurisdiction um, again let's go into some of the common questions and, and some of this will be a little repetitive but but hopefully this gives you a little more facts, you know. So in a general sense, the grounds for an annulment, again, we're talking if it's a void, we're, a void marriage, we're talking bigamy, incest, lack of capacity. Um, an annulment can be granted for fraud, and an annulment can be useful in certain circumstances when the marriage was entered into due, due to a mistake, lack of knowledge, or another reasonable cause. Uh, lots of individuals, again, want to get remarried within their uh, religious affiliation, so an annulment uh, might be important for that reason for some individuals. Uh, oftentimes this happens, you know, individuals who are Catholic, they want to get remarried in the Catholic Church, so they want that annulment, and, and then they can go to the church and, and, and get remarried and follow the court procedures there would be one example. But, you know, having said that, uh, very few marriages really qualify for an annulment, uh, most marriages need to be dissolved. We're looking at specific facts, specific circumstances that fall uh, into uh, the statute itself. Uh, another question individuals have is, what is an example of an invalid marriage? Again, an invalid marriage is one that is void from the beginning. It was never valid out of the gate. So, so take a circumstance where first cousins get married or even a closer relation. They can walk down the aisle and do the ceremony. Uh, but it's just a it's just a void marriage. It's not legally valid. Um, another question individuals oftentimes have on this topic is uh, is it separation a requirement uh, before divorce? Uh, is it is it needed a separation a requirement uh, before getting an annulment? And, and the truth is, look, in terms of divorce, uh, there are waiting periods, if you will. Uh, there can be separation requirements. Um, in different states. So again, you want to consult a lawyer in your jurisdiction. Um, you know, Missouri, 30-day wait period. Kansas, 60-day wait period. Other states have different wait periods. Typically, though, for an annulment, if the requirements are met, there's not a wait period in that circumstance. The issue is, again, is it avoid marriage? Is it avoidable marriage? That's more the question. Um, some individuals ask, uh, what is misrepresentation? Like, I mean, what does that mean in order for it to really get to the point of it being fraud? And again, it, it's going to be to the court's discretion uh, to determine whether it's significant enough uh, for an annulment to be granted. Um, but, uh, you know, ultimately, um, you know, things that that come to mind, again, it's got to be something very material. Some of the examples I mentioned before, you know, small misrepresentations, uh, small things being held back prior to the marriage uh, may not get an individual there. It's got to be something material, something big. Some of the examples that I mentioned before, and there could be other possibilities as well that I'm not thinking about, um, but we're talking a fraud uh, on a material element that really induced an individual to want to get married. And, and further past that, the individual wouldn't have gotten married had they known. Um, so again, when two individuals get married, it's a good thing to put everything on the table, you know, tell the good, the bad, and, and then the other party can make the decision whether or not to walk down the aisle 
and get married or not. That's always the hope, but there are some unfortunate circumstances and instances where individuals uh, hold back, they don't divulge, and it could be the basis for an annulment if material enough. Um, all right, well, look, that's the topic today. Definitely an interesting topic. As a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to wichitadivorceblog.com, read the article titled, When is a Marriage Invalid in Kansas? The date is November 5th, 2023. Definitely an interesting topic and one that lots of uh, individuals ask about, and so we wanted to cover it here today, but thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned to our next episode coming up on Family Law Talk. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit stangylawfirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtained in this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be, legal advice. You should consult an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. Past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stangy is responsible for the content. Headquarters, Office 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105. Kirk Stangy is licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Kansas.